0: Luckily for me, though, we got meaningful NBA games too. I love March NBA, just so you know, PJ, because now, now we're starting to see who's who in the NBA. Oh, now we get an idea who's actually playing for the playoffs. It's no longer oh, it's the middle of the NBA regular season. No, nope, it's not anymore. Keith Smith joins us from SpoTrack, friend of the show, on regularly as always. We love having him on, and I want to start with the Eastern Conference, Keith, because you obviously cover the Celtics as well, and. I've watched the team now that's lost to the Knicks, my Knicks, by the way, a couple of times. It makes me feel good about my team. Uh, is it now more than just maybe Milwaukee and Boston in the Eastern Conference? Because to me, I felt like it was a collision course, Eastern Conference finals, Bucks celtics Have you changed your mind, or do you feel that it could be any other teams besides those two?
1: I, I think it's still those two, okay. but I'm not as confident in that as I was. I, I think we're now in a position where... The um, Sixers could get in that mix. Maybe the Knicks, maybe the Cavs. We'll, we'll see. I, I'm not going to throw dirt on the heat yet because every time I do that, I end up looking like an idiot. So <laughs> we'll, we'll keep them in the running for now. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think Boston and Milwaukee, one of the things that, you know, Celtics fans that were ready to punt the season and turn their eyes towards baseball, one of the things I had to remind them was, hey, it took the box, a 16 game win streak to catch and then barely pass Boston like that's how far how front the Celtics were on stuff and now they've just come back to the pack and Boston for the last little bit here looked like a team that is pretty bored with the regular season and is just ready for the playoffs to come around
2: Keith what about in the Western Conference Kevin Durant I guess it's kind of good news that he's uh, most likely going to be back before the playoffs but two to three weeks and then they'll reevaluate him he was having a monster three games with uh, the Suns, 26 points per game, seven boards, three assists. How concerned for Phoenix are you? You know, um, just like him coming back, having to try to ramp up right before the playoffs, because it was looking really good in those couple games where we saw him.
1: Yeah, my, my concern is far more about the health than it is about, like, is Kevin Durant, you got to, you know, remesh and figure all that stuff out because I refer to him as the, the all time greatest plug and play player we've ever had in the league. You just drop him into any team and tell him, hey, be Kevin Durant, we're going to be fine because he's super adaptable. He can do all sorts of stuff. He can play on and off ball. He can play big. He can play small. He can do whatever you need. But I am a little worried that we are now in, you know, it feels like at least year four or five, of something going on with Kevin Durant as we approach the postseason. And that's just not where you want to be. That's just a really uh, difficult position to be in uh, for him and for the Suns because in order to get him, they shift out a lot of their depth. So they, they don't have as much of that depth. I think they're going to be fine, and I think they'll continue to push for home court advantage. But it's just a spot where things are going to be a little bit tougher for them over the next couple weeks than they might have been otherwise.
2: Keith, what about Golden State? They won four in a row, then Curry came back. They've lost those two games since. You still think Golden State's going to be okay, and you think they're a real
1: threat in the playoffs? I think the Warriors need to at least show us to win a couple road games before we get to the postseason, just a couple. Like, you know, uh, know, beat up on a – bad teams, San Antonio or Houston, if you have a chance, like, let's get one or two road wins in there so we can kind of feel good about that side of it. And then I think they'll be fine. I think it is important for them to keep stacking wins, try to get, if they can, get up into that fourth seed. I don't know if they will because I don't think they're going to Phoenix and Memphis and Sacramento, um, you know, to really give themselves the shot. So I think they're probably going to be in that 4-5 or matchup, maybe the 3-6. But I think if it's the right team across the way from them, like they get matched up in the first round with the Kings or the Grizzlies somehow, I think everybody's going to be kind of looking at it and saying, Yeah, I feel pretty good about picking the Warriors in this
0: one. You're probably going to go with the history. I'm going to be honest with you, Keith. Uh, I bet the Warriors to win the title a few weeks ago because I just said I can't count this team out. And they've just – the West is so wide open right now. Problem is, I also took the Warriors to cover tonight against the Grizzlies on the road, which I know is stupid. They're down 20 right now. It's 48-28, Grizzlies over the Warriors. At the end of the first quarter, the Grizzlies put up 48 points against the Warriors. This Grizzlies team is just so hard to read now, Keith, because – Obviously, we know the John Morant situation. They're saying he's going to be out at least four more games. We have no idea what's going on. Quite frankly, it's nobody's business because this is much more of a personal thing than anything else. Uh, they've got, you know, they've dealt with some injuries. you got Dylan Brooks getting technical fouls, and he's going to get suspended again if he gets two more. And they want to be the villains. And at the same time, they're a really good team that won 56 games last year and is really good defensively when they lock in and can also go out and score. What's your read on the Grizzlies at this point in the season with everything that's going on?
1: Yeah, I think they had hit a little bit of a rough patch schedule-wise, and then from there things just sort of spiraled. And they really, really miss Stephen Adams. I think they miss him on the court. I think they miss his leadership uh, in the locker room. He's somebody who, you know, you can trust. His, he'll throw an arm around John Moran and be like, hey, what are we doing here? Like, come on, let's get let's get a little more serious about stuff uh, with that, you know, both you know basketball-wise and life-wise so that that's been a huge loss for them and then you know they're, they're just they, they're no longer kind of catching anybody by surprise they've been around for a few years now uh, as this team that's been ascending and now everybody kind of knows there, there's no more all right well they're a cute regular season team and you know when you kind of get beat by them now you're in a position where it's all right, they're good we want to beat them and it seems to have that little bit of extra motivation because they know Memphis is they're not afraid to talk and tell you about it when they're beating you and all those things but yeah I mean tonight's game like I, I don't even understand what's going on there because this to me says far more about the Warriors just either stink on the road which maybe is true or they really don't care on the road which is also maybe true
2: Keith, what are your thoughts on Philadelphia? Because I just have a hard time taking them seriously every year because they've, let, they've burned me in the past. They've let us down, but they're 7-3 in their last 10. This is the best version of James Harden we've seen in probably two years. Embiid's an MVP candidate. But uh, do you trust Philadelphia when we do get to the playoffs with Doc Rivers and with James Harden? you think this could pop- maybe finally be the year they at least get to the finals? I,
1: I do trust them. I, I worry with the, the Sixers that – tells me Joel Embiid's going to pick up some kind of nick here yeah. uh, going in, and who knows if he's fully healthy and ready to go. James Harden, it tends to, something happens with him, so we'll see, but if they're fully healthy, then yeah, I think this is probably the best team they've had uh, since they've, they've kind of gotten to this point in their franchise arc of being a good team again, but I, I just they, their inability to beat Boston in the regular season is also something that that's going to stick with me, and, and they haven't beaten them in the postseason either. It's like Joel Embiid says, it's not a rivalry because we can't beat them. It's, you know, in order for it to be a rivalry, we need to win sometimes, and they just never seem to be able to pull that off. So, and It's one of those things where they need to sack a few more quality wins, and then let's see what the matchups are for them in the postseason. But I just have a hard time seeing them getting through both Boston and Milwaukee. I, I just don't know that, that they can pull that off.
2: What about Denver Keith? You know, it, this is really the best installation we've seen of this Jokic kind of team. They're 30 and 5 at home. They just they're 8 and 2 in their last 10 games. Are, are you a believer? Do you think this is finally the year that Denver puts it all
1: together? They're the team I'm most confident of in the Western Conference, but I do have a little bit of I will believe it what I see it. Like they they're, they're going to have to prove it um, that they're not just a really good regular season team. They're starting to feel a little bit like the Jazz of the last several years, where it's you win a bunch of games in the regular season, but what are you going to do in the playoffs? You you never quite get over that hump. But again, this is the deepest, most talented team. They actually can play some defense. They can guard guys out on the perimeter. So I I think this is the best I've felt about this Nuggets team. It's also going to be important. More so, this is important every year in the NBA, but I think this year, because of the parity, more than ever, it's Are you healthy and what are your matchups? Those are going to be what matters. And if they draw the right matchups and they're fully healthy, I do think the Nuggets have a chance to break through. But I'm not super confident in that by any means.
0: Talking to Keith Smith, BetMGM tonight. Uh, The Knicks are in Sacramento tonight. They got their West Coast swing, which we know is a grind for teams coming from the East going out there. They're 20-12. and on the road this season, one of the best records in the NBA there, and really, they, they are a surprise this season again. I think the Josh Hart trade was fantastic. It's it's added to that team in terms of veteran leadership and defense and just somebody that's going to give you what you expect every single night, but let's be honest with ourselves. Jalen Brunson is the straw that stirs that drink, and he's changed them, and when you watch the Knicks offense without Jalen Brunson, they, they just don't operate the same way. There's a lot of ISO. There's a lot of Julius Randle trying to be uh, James Harden with these step backs, and it just looks a little discombobulated, but yet there's still a very, very good team all things considered from what you've seen with the Knicks so far this year are are they a team that you look at and say they've built a foundation but they need to add you know one more like big piece or is this something that can grow together the way that it's currently constructed
1: it's a little bit of both I think they do have a nice foundation I think Brunson and Randall have found a pretty good partnership they're they're able to make it work Uh, as you said you know Brunson is he's their engine right he drives them and he allows Julius Randle to be a far more efficient player we saw uh, a couple years ago when they made the playoffs the Hawks put together a pretty good game plan for Julius Randle and everything fell apart they they were out early and then last year I think teams were like hey let's just do that we're going to load up on Randle and he's either going to force bad shots or he's not going to be able to lead us now as a Brunson that's a lot harder to do but I do think they're it's I'm a little disappointed that I keep wanting to believe R.J. Barrett is going to take that step Mm -hmm. forward into being, you know, an all-star level guy, and he just hasn't gotten there. And unless they're really certain, which they paid him like they think he's going to be, uh, potentially that guy. So if he does do that, then they're fine. Then they've got the pieces they need. But if Barrett can't take that uh, next step forward into being an all-star type player, then we're probably looking at this team being, you know, somewhat limited. It's probably, a maybe they went around round and are frisky in a second round, but that's probably the ceiling for this
2: group. Keith, is there any chance anybody besides Jokic wins the MVP? Like I saw earlier, he was priced minus 400 and beads having a really nice year. I think you could make it the case for Giannis. Jokic just got outplayed by my guy Vooch from Chicago last night. Uh, only half joking, but any chance anybody else wins <laughs> that MVP award other than Jokic, or is that already just wrapped up?
1: I, I would you know feel confident in saying Jokic is probably going to win, but if Joel Embiid can finish on a tear, and they can, you know, stack together some really good wins, and they've still got some, some big games coming, I think he could close the gap. I don't, I, I, I think Giannis is, the way I would put this, I think Giannis is now the best player in the league, but I think Giannis is, he's no longer playing for MVPs. For him, it's all about trying to win a title, right? It's it's So, if it is yeah, my knee's a little sore tonight, he's not going to push through. He's going to sit out. So I think that probably takes him out of the mix. But I think, you know, it's really probably it can indeed run down Jokic. Do enough voters look at him and be like, "Eh, I just don't know about giving this guy a third MVP, which is to me gets a little silly because I think some of the discussion around MVP has gotten so twisted away from this is a award for this regular season it has nothing to do with the playoffs it has nothing to do with the years before it has nothing to do with career achievement but unfortunately that's not how some of the voters think so i think that gives it a a slight opening of that door to a beat as well
0: he's always got strong opinions we love when he comes on keith smith at keith smith nba on twitter give him a follow thanks for giving us the time man
1: i appreciate it thank you for having me
0: yeah I'm, i'm with him on the knicks with rj barrett that's RJ Barrett's got to be more than like a number three. Yeah. I love RJ Barrett. I think the Knicks are the Knicks are a team that right now they're a second round and out this year, and it, as they're currently constructed, probably for the foreseeable future. Then they and they get Zion. Him. And then no, because then he'll play 15 games a year. So that, just save him for the playoffs. Don't play in the regular season. Just get Zion ready for the playoffs. You know what my and big takeaway
2: from Keith was right there, guys. So yeah, Jokic is probably winning the MVP. But if if he doesn't, I'll just speak me. it into it. Like just speak it into existence. Josh Hart. We're big Philly guys around here. Me, Scott. Scott, me, Trista, uh, Joe, Gillia. Trista loves Philly. Yeah, they
0: don't like her too much. No, they don't. That's she okay. does. That's because she hates them. She though. brings She's, it on herself. She, she started does. it with Philadelphia. She did actually. She started the, the poking, and that's just. I, I love you guys.